1: Hello and welcome to Seagull Social, Season 4, Episode 32. We are your hosts, Ben, Ryan and Maz, and we are back, boys. We are back for a big, big episode. Um, Not in the best circumstances, we're obviously out the FA Cup now, so that's not fun, is it, anyone? But, Ryan, first of all, mate, it's Friday night, how are you feeling?
2: Cheers, mate. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. That. I um, I'm looking forward to Fulham. Um, I don't. Do you know what? Who cares? But I didn't want it anyway. The FA Cup. You know what I mean? I, it's gone. Like, as far as I'm concerned, it's finished. Um, yeah, it's frustrating. Um, classic birthday sort of curse, isn't it? Continues as as the podcast listeners reminded me. Um, on the day, but um, it is what it is, mate. Like, do you know what I mean? It's it's not like I'm not like disheartened by it or anything. I'm not. I'm not completely down, if that makes sense. I, I look at the league, I look at the Premier uh, sorry, the Europa League. Mm. It's all right. We've got a lot more to play for. We've got some big games coming up. As we said, off there. we've got Roma next week, of course. So I'm still feeling positive, man. I'm still feeling good.
1: That's good. You've got the Friday vibes. I like it, mate. I like it. And Ben, how are you today? Well,
3: completely opposite of Ryan. Um, I'm not drinking alcohol. I'm actually on water um, and I'm not positive. I'm going to remain wow. and bring the <laughs> energy that I had on... Wednesday night, which was frustration and anger, basically. Mm-hmm. We got let down by a Jason Steele mistake. Um, that's how I feel. And it's just, it was a massive opportunity to go to Wembley. It missed. I mean, Coventry in the next round. Could maybe they throw a shock and they could have knocked us out at home, but I would have hardly doubted it. We would have been at Wembley again, hopefully getting redemption because we lost the City at Wembley, lost to Man United at Wembley it would have been nice to actually have that day out and potentially well just another day at Wembley really but who knows what the result would be so I just feel yeah I feel robbed of a trip to Wembley to be honest and people might say yeah you shouldn't overlook Coventry but that's just how I feel so yeah I was pretty pretty annoyed I think the fallout I wasn't surprised about the fallout about the whole goalkeeper situation with Steel and that that was it's pretty heavy I do feel sorry for Steel because I was also a part of it um, I was pretty livid. I've done a couple tweets being like Bart Verbruggen should be number one for here, from here on out. Still stand by that. I said that when we've done our team of the season so far. Verbruggen was my number one. Um, and also I think we've done a poll on Seagull Social as well after the game. I just want to try and find the results for that one. So 1,312 votes. 90.4% 90, 90. voted Bart Verbruggen as our number one. Obviously it's pretty reactionary but... Uh, I think those results would probably be the same every day you are. So now I think people are kind of done with done with the goalkeeper rotation, but also too maybe just done with Jason Steele. Maybe he's not at it at this level when we've got these cup, cup games and you can get knocked out by one mistake. And these mistakes seem to happen quite a lot. And yeah, we just got to re upgrade it. It's one of the most important positions on the pitch. And when you've got someone that's not up to scratch... Consistently, I think it's definitely time to improve or make changes in that respect. Um, Didn't help. Sorry, this is so long. It didn't help that obviously he had that massive chance at the end. Yeah, I only asked
1: you how you were, mate. Jesus.
3: (laughs) And now we're four minutes in. Um, But yeah, it didn't help that he had that massive chance at the end because I think that people got even more annoyed at him because the chance to equalise late on fell to our bloody goalkeeper in Brighton fashion. And in in true Brighton fashion, actually came back and he was... A highest X- XG with 0.26, which was hilarious. The second highest in the match, which goes to show how shy the match was as well. So, Maz, yeah, I'm really good. Absolutely knackered. And, yeah, beat after that result
2: against Wolves. Glad he's not round mine at the minute. My yeah. goodness. I Jesus. mean, I'll like. I tell you what. <laughs> may, maybe you need to get back on the alcohol. Uh, maybe that was a good thing for you.
3: I, de- I definitely don't. I definitely don't. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he's had enough to to feed a pub, I think, Ben. But just going back to your point, Ben, I I actually agree. I think it was a great opportunity. About eighteen in it. Oh, uh, about uh, playing commentary. (laughs) I think that was my biggest gripe is knowing that we had commentary in the next round. That was my biggest frustration. I agree with you, Ben. I was so frustrated that yeah, it wasn't about. And again, I agree with you. Like we might not we might not even won that game against commentary, but at least put us in that situation to potentially beat them and play them. So I think, yeah, I was most frustrated about the fact that we didn't get through to the next round. Um, It wasn't even about the loss itself. It wasn't even about how we performed. It was more so the fact that we missed out on opportunity to play Coventry for a chance to play at Wembley. So yeah, I do agree with you on that point as well. Um, And yeah, we will definitely be talking about Jason Steele. Um, And yeah, let's talk about the game. brief. We're going to keep it short because yeah, we're going to talk about other stuff, but just briefly, let's talk about the game and sort of, you know, maybe let's focus more on key players and uh, more about the game in a, as a whole rather than pinpoint moments but yeah um, for the goal let's start straight away two minutes in um, Belgarde skin poopy on uh, I think Moda lost the ball and then yeah uh, Belgarde skins poopy on and puts a cross in which Jason still does not handle and does not do well with it so yeah falls to Lamina and he makes it one nil and two minutes in you're thinking right it's uh, it's going to be one of those nights, I think, for Brian O'Reilly. But yeah, Ryan, let's start with you. With regards to that Jason Steele, because obviously Ben gave his point of view. What's your thoughts on the whole Jason Steele? Uh, and, the, and, and let's talk about the rotation as well. With the Derby playing Jason Steele in the FA Cup, whereas he could have stuck with Verbruggen, who's been on a good run of form at the moment? Do you agree with his decision?
2: Oh, I don't. I no. I thought the should play, of course, but um, the actual go- <laughs> the actual goal itself um, was quite comedic timing if you're a neutral because um, obviously my cousin was round. Shout out Theo. He deserves a shout. Out. He's a nice kid, and he's a Chelsea fan, right? And don't get me wrong. He's not a plastic Chelsea fan. He does actually go to games. He's he's, he's pretty Chelsea to be fair to him. Anyway, Sanchez, Caicedo, absolute calamity at the back. Leeds go one nil up about five minutes before. And I'm going absolutely sad. Sanchez. You remember Palace, Sanchez, all that sort of stuff, right? To him, what happens two minutes into our game? Honestly, that is the most. If you could have written karma in letters <laughs> of football, it would have spelt out that goal. So I, I, I yeah, I definitely ate my words in that exact moment. Um, yeah, it, it's not pretty, is it? Let's face it. I can't bring myself to watch it back, and I haven't done. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't. I think that it's a, it's a, it's a very bad moment. Of course. Um, but do I think that it's ultimately? I think the whole game in itself, we just weren't that good. If you know what I mean, like we just weren't that good. We didn't really create anything, as you say. Still, literally had our best chance of the game. Um, and don't get me wrong, there's a huge, huge crisis of, of of injuries at the moment, and I think that's that's we we just have to feel it at the moment, and that's what it is. I think luckily, as we say, tomorrow we've got players back, and that's that is one good thing. We've got what four four but bo- big bonuses there with. Veltman, uh, Ferguson, Welbeck, um, and there's Lanty. one other that I've missed as well now, and I'm going to be Tarek. Lanty. That's the one. Yeah. So, thank you. Um, so we've got some some big players back there. Um, so yeah, that's that's definitely going to help us in terms of the overall game.
1: Yeah, and um, Ben, with regards to still we, we know your thoughts. You were very thorough in that examination, so thank you for that. So we won't get your thoughts on the steel selection you made. Also through Erbin his, his legs,
3: by the way. Which made it even yeah, funnier. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, just actually, just quickly, because um, yeah, I was watching back the highlights, and there was moments with Still. He just looked shaky in general. There was after the goal, he had that cross that came in, and he sort of flapped at it and missed it. Um, obviously, that back, back that back pass from Igor as well, uh, which was a poor back pass in all fairness. Uh, but yeah, he had to like slide in and tackle Bel Guard. Um, so there was there was moments of shakiness from Still in general, and I think it was unfair on the to to miss out. Um, uh, the other night but yeah Deserbi obviously had his this, uh, his reasons why but yeah going away from that um, what players impressed you because there was a few changes obviously uh, we spoke about Campupion coming in Um, obviously Yakamoda started there was a few players that came in that probably wouldn't have got the chance had it not been for the injuries did anyone stand out for you just in general it doesn't have to be out of those two or three but just in general um,
3: I mean it was great seeing the CISO um, I feel like as soon as he came on, it was an instant impact. Um, another instant impact was Danny Welbeck. I feel like we looked like we mm-hmm. were going to score when he came on the pitch. That, that was the best, probably, moment after he came on. Um, Barco, that was so exciting to see him play. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll talk about Just, him and his potential. Yeah.
1: Just quickly on Barco, it was quite funny because obviously, and Ryan, you, you would have been at the press conference uh, uh, and you would remember uh, Deserby's comment saying that Barco's, you know, far away from the first team. He's not going to get an appearance. And then you see him pop up with uh, uh 10 minutes to go. And uh, yeah, I, I did enjoy that. I thought it was quite funny from Deserby saying he's, he's far from it. Yeah. Is, but, he, uh,
3: is he joking yeah. when he does that or is he just like all of a sudden going, oh, actually, no, we do need him. Let me let me throw him in the mix. no
1: yeah, I mean Ryan might know more than me, but Or is yeah. he
3: say maybe he actually believes that he's not ready? But obviously he's like, well, I have to play him because we've got an injury crisis and we need. Mm, be, I be
1: think be that's fit, more
3: fit. Yeah, maybe that's maybe that'd be why. Right, but I don't know. But yeah, it was good to see him. But yeah, and see so instant impact. Um, like got fouled like three times in quick succession from Sarabia and was just causing him problems straight away. Um, and he looked sick as well. Those small shorts, gloves on, short sh- uh, <laughs> short sleeves. Just look, look the part, and yeah, repping that number ten well.
1: Mm. Yeah, no, definitely. And and Ryan, just on on the whole Barco situation, and of course in CSO, uh, looking good as well. Yeah, can you give us any insight to, as to maybe why Barco did did come on and play when Deserbi said he wouldn't?
2: I think I think Deserbi was more managing expectations of fans more than anything. More than you know, if he comes out and says he's, he's he is as good as he is, uh, it's going to be one of them that. You know, everyone's going to put too much weight on his shoulders. From a, st- you know, he needs time. He's going to be like Facundo. He's going to be like and Ciso. Um, he's young, so he's going to have to have a lot of time. Um, I think he did get asked today in today's embargoed section, and I'm really sorry for forgetting who he said it. I think it was Darren Howard. So I'll give him the credits if he if that is right. But um, Barco today, obviously, this will go out after embargo is over anyway. But um, I would say he, th- he said about him again, and obviously said. He's played 20 minutes. He played well, 15, 20 minutes, he said. But let's face it, like, you know, he's still going to have to have that time. He's still going to have to have that sort of settling in. So, yeah, he's a great talent, mate. Like, he's so, so exciting. And it's probably one of them that I've been dying to see, you know, like a proper. Skillful, techie player that's that sort of knows where to go, and I, I think I think that's really good. That we haven't really had someone like that. He's a bit different, maybe to what we've had before. Um, and on Enciso, actually, funnily enough, I said about Enciso today, um, and again, it was a similar sort of thing. Again, this will come out after embargo, so it's fine. Um, and he, he said again about Julio. He said he's 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 really good. He's really happy for him. He's really proud of him. Um, I think he said a couple of weeks back that Julio is the most dedicated player or the most the most motivated player in the team um in terms of he just wants to go he wants to go he wants to go. he's so motivated and obviously to have that with his skill set mate to see him back as you say ben he he looked like he was coming back as a senior player now whereas we probably looked at him maybe a little bit as a as a youth That's raw a point, player yeah. um so yeah he's 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 a he's a big big name for us he's, he's only going to get better as well he's so excited but um yeah, two, two huge names. They they are, when you, when you look at the future of Brighton over Albion, I think Valentin Barco and Julio and Ciso, Facundo Bonanotte are going to be three names that you have to say in the same breath. That's mad, isn't it, to think. Do you think,
3: obviously, Barco wearing number 19, I can't remember before you spoke about it in the last episode, do you think Sarmiento's time now at Brighton is done or am I looking into a number situation too much?
1: I've, I personally think they're very different players and... I don't think they'll be utilised in the same manner. I could, I, I could be well off it there. But no, so I
3: guess it's I, more just not as in they're the same player, but more as in like where where does Samianto fit in? Yeah. Where who does he start ahead of? Like where is he? In well, the, yeah,
1: unless he in the unless Samianto wants to come as a first team starter, I think he's going to be. He it won't be that. I don't. I don't think he's going to come into the team and start. But if he's willing to be part of the squad and be willing to be a squad player for the first season, like back, because we all know he's injury prone, he's you know he's not exactly got the best track record when it comes to injuries. We can't rely on him to be a starter. I, I just don't think same with Tuck Lampty, We can't rely on him to be in the in the squad every time. So me personally, yeah, I would love to see Post- something okay. with Tarek in it. Yeah, it, it, exactly, and, and it's been proven. Just what. Last week, two weeks ago, whenever he got injured. So, yeah, it's it, and, He's and
2: back I... for the weekend.
1: It's <laughs> yeah. all right. No, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. And then yeah, to, the ask, season. to answer your question, I, I think <laughs> I would love to see Samiento because I think he's doing really well at Ipswich. So I would love for him to come back, just you know, give it a go for next season as a as a squad member because he hasn't actually been part of the squad really apart from that what six month period he had. Um, so I'd love to see him part of the squad give it a go for a full season. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And then unfortunately, we'll have to part ways if it doesn't because I think we've got an abundance of talent, especially in those attacking players. Like like Ryan's mentioned, just the likes of Antiso, Bonanotte and uh, Barco, in my opinion, are better players already. So to be able to oust them is, is a tough job in itself.
2: Mm. It's also it's good say to Say as see... well, um, Va- Valentin Barco and Facundo both got called up for Argentina today. Sorry, Ben. Um, along with obviously Alexis McAllister. So... You know, mm. huge, huge experience. Remember when McAllister first got called up, he came back mm. like a different player. Mm. So, um, yeah, to be mixing with the, the, don't even need to name Messi. the talents in that Argentine squad, it's, it's going to be only big for them. Mm.
3: That's sick. Yeah. And also, I've, re- I've noticed that Barco is taking set pieces, at least on the left hand side. I don't know if that's going to be a thing going forward every time he comes on, because Pascal Gross was still on the pitch. Set I'm piece take sure. at Barco,
2: wasn't he? That's
3: cool. That's another, that's a really good thing to have, because we're pretty, pretty light. And I know gross is an
2: incredible delivery, a but after that, that after that, after that, we don't really have many, <laughs> to be honest. I heard something about the the sort of moulder players that Brighton are going for now, like technique strikers, technique striker with the ball. Like, so how do I explain that? So, so someone that's going to either take a shot and actually get it on target. Look at Julio. You look at, to um, so be fair, we don't really have many <laughs> at the moment. But then we looked at like Kieran Dusby hall Obviously, we looked at obviously uh, Valentine Barker. They're sort of players that are going to have a bit of technique, ball strikers. Um, so obviously not directly set-piece takers, because that's something you look at upon FIFA, mm-hmm. but someone that can actually connect with a ball well, which is, let's face it, it's not a very common trait. Like not many players have a, especially Brighton players, how many times we get ourselves into a shooting position and just fluff it? Um, so yeah, we've definitely needed that, I think.
1: Yeah, definitely. And and finally on set piece as well, uh, I'm sure you guys have noticed it as well. We're starting to do this like train little formation now, aren't we? For set pieces, for corners especially. Um so that could be that could come into play if we have the those right set pieces. Obviously Pascal Gross is is a great deliverer of the ball, but yeah, if we've got an addition to Pascal to be able to deliver those balls in hopefully uh, and we'll get ourselves in a, a, a set-piece coach like Arsenal we'll be fine yeah, I was going to
3: say we need Arsenal's, don't we because he's unbelievable as soon as they, they keep scoring from yeah, set-pieces as a joke yeah. I think yeah they got the most set-pieces in the Premier League but yeah. outside of penalties which is yeah. insane yeah they absolutely yeah. love it like, no, we should do it like, we've got, we got some big players to aim at Van Hecken and Dunk should mm. be very threatening in the box, but we just yeah. don't seem to yeah. be able to utilise them
1: yeah, and then just quickly. Barco on
2: pens as well. I don't know if you saw his penalty. Sorry, Ben. Right. for his penalty of Bocker. You is see, it? It? He, the the his mate, his technique is mad. Like he he walked up. You know that the typical who it used to do it? Was it Pogba? Very 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 oh, very bad ball. tire with Pogba actually. But you know like that sort of stroll up to the ball. <laughs> to be honest, sorry, really, Barco really sh- slow, and then he just side. could it do with that way. doping.
3: It's crazy. Barco could Barco could do with the doping that Pogba was using. <laughs> He was using apparently, he was using yeah, the same no, drug might. that Messi used, um, which made him obviously taller. I think it was oh, really? DHMA, is D, uh, D isn't it? Um, um, a yeah, I know which one you're on thing. about, but yeah. yeah. Right. So, yeah, hopefully, we can sneakily give Barco some because he's quite sort
1: Didn't know that. Yeah, sorry, I'm only joking. Yeah, just um, inject him. Yeah, that would be mad actually seeing
3: Barco step up as, us, as, 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 our, as our penalty taker. And also, if that does happen with a silly run up like that. People are just gonna get wound up by that so much, I can imagine, especially if he misses Brighton up the old Brighton boys going to be like, Fucking hell, just take it properly, so Run up there and put your foot. Yeah, put yeah. your foot through
1: it. Neil Mope part two, hopefully, uh, fingers oh, crossed, pissed, but a yeah. better player uh, with respect. Um anyway, let's move on to the next point. Um so uh Carlos Belabra as well, I want to talk about him quickly because he also made a cameo uh, and he got a bit of stick from our fans, I saw online. Uh, a lot of people saying that he didn't really step up when there when was an opportunity for, uh, for him to do so. Again, I just want to start with you, Ryan. Do you think that criticism is warranted towards Belabour? And how do you see Belabour's development going this season?
2: Just needs time. Like, I, again, it's, I think I would covered Belabour at the beginning of the season. Like, you got a player that's come from abroad to replace someone that's just gone that's so significant in Caicedo and McAllister as we knew was going to be so hard to replace so we needed a ready-made replacement we needed an experienced player we needed to be boring and maybe spend a little bit more money um, but we didn't we went for our you know traditional thing but you know as I said in the past you know you've got Besuma was ready to to step up and then besuma has gone you've got Caicedo ready to step up we didn't really have that so we put too much trust probably in someone that wasn't even starting games for Lille um so yeah i think it, 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 what, he's 19 when we signed him i think it, because he looks a bit older than he is because he's quite big isn't he's quite quite broad um but he's still he's just a kid like he's just a kid i've seen him in the training ground reception watching tiktok on full volume the kids are literally a kid um so he's he's all right like he's just chilling and he's waiting for his taxi um but yeah i think it's just you know you need these players need time mate they're they will They're very young. They're very, 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 very young. And I think people sort of forget it. You know, he's, what, four years younger than I am. And that's a bit scary in itself. I mean, when I was 19, I just started this podcast. Um, So, again, like, look at the first ever podcast episode against this one. Funny, Um, I'd like to hope I've changed a little bit since then. Um, Hmm. So, you know, it's just time, mate. It's just time. I think the same thing applies, Maz, with with, Ansu Fati. I Hmm. saw a lot of... I, did, I didn't agree with some of the criticism I was reading on Ansu. It, and Evan that Ferguson that was really as well, harsh. Um, Evan Ferguson again. Mate, kid's 19, one of them's 20. Ansu's come with a big name, I get it. He's come from Barcelona, he's had a big injury. He's, mate, I've, you know, I, I don't know if you guys saw that thing with Venio, but uh, we, we're, it's quite close to Ansu Fatih. He's mm. literally one of the softest guys, and he reads his own name, he, he's really sensitive. So he's, he's one of them, he needs an arm around him. You see him around um, the zerbies for a pas- for pasta, right? Because these players, some of them need need a bit more of an arm around them. They don't want to see the, all that stuff. They don't. They're not quite as ready to take it as some are. Which is probably why you so see he's gone from Barcelona to Brighton. It's a huge step down. Of course it is. There's no denying that. Um, so part like, of me what you were going to say like is a huge step a, up then. Oh <laughs> Massive step up, mate. We're a huge, huge club as big as Barcelona. Great. But no, that's that's what I'm trying to get at anyway. I, I'll stop waffling it. But yeah, that's that's it really. I think that you just need them. Young players need time. Is essentially what it always will come down to. Let's face it, it's only been, what, eight months since we were talking about this at the beginning of the season, not even that.
1: Yeah. And uh, just a quick brief uh, one from you, Ben, on this. Uh, Yeah, the likes of... Yeah, let's focus on the more, you know, the ones that may be out of form or or looked at as being out of form, like the likes of Ferguson's, the Belabours. And would you put, like, for example, Moda in there? You know, Moda's come back and hasn't exactly set the world alight uh, since he's coming back. So, yeah that kind of group of players that are maybe in the middle at the moment in terms of form what do you think needs to change what needs to be what needs to happen for them to maybe hit that form again
3: i mean a run of games i guess you can't really expect modus to be chucked in there and change the game and carry us to the next round of the fa cup to be honest although that would be nice and i know he had a chance but um he just needs a run of games i imagine his match sharpness is in the mud like he's just been thrown in there after not playing for what like one and a half years almost it was insane you could have like two kids in that time almost I think and he's <laughs> and he's been he hasn't been playing football what for a weird time.
1: analogy <laughs> that just reminds me that, that uh, <laughs> Dylan White <laughs> meme that Dylan White meme he's like what a weird analogy <laughs> uh, come on, ben.
3: yeah it's not really relevant though is it um, but, yeah, no, it's. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just, I, you can't really expect too much, can you, uh, from players that are just being chucked in all of a sudden? Mm-hmm. Um, although, you would like to think that Balebo could hopefully find his feet sooner rather than mm-hmm. later for the sake of the team. But, again, it just goes back to our transfer policy. This is going to happen with the team when we have injuries and these young mm-hmm. players come in that we're going to have to rely on. Um, we always want that instant signing, like a instant impact, an instant replacement for Kaysada, but it's not going to happen, unfortunately. Uh, mm-hmm. Although, saying that, Apparently, there's all those pretty trustworthy trustworthy sources saying that we are going to be heavily backed in the summer. Bloom wants to really solidify us as a top team in the Prem. Um, so, if that is true, then that'll be unbelievable if we can actually mm-hmm. put we use that to. money. We have. There's we have no to. choice. If we, we have, have that to. money, we've got so much money surely to spend. Todd Bowley's given us 225 million now. After all these youth players, that are Zach Sturgeon. The other lad have gone. I think that was like seven and a half million for both of them. Two hundred and twenty five million, we where, where has where is it? Where's that money? Just go and spend it, that'd be great. And then we won't have these issues and we won't lose to Wolves and the FA
2: Cup. We'll be going to Wembley.
1: And Ryan, just quickly from you.
2: No, I agree. I mate, I can com- I completely agree. I completely agree. Um, and I think that that's what it is. Um, don't get it wrong, I don't want to just spend money for the sake of spending money. And you've got that problem of having players on too much wages. You know, sometimes money isn't equivalent to success, of course it's not. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's numbers, it's players, it's things like that, that. You know, Zerbi said again today that it's that, that. you know, he said in the summer he was dreaming on the beach, right? He said, I was chilling, he said, I had sunbathing. He said, and I was thinking, Karim Matoma, Solly March, João Pedro. But now he's going to finish the season with none of them, pretty much. I mean, João Pedro might be back after the international break. Mm. But do you get what I'm trying to say? So you've oh, yeah. got three players there that are top, top, top class. But we've had to replace them with players that are young, that aren't ready. Um, and I think until we get it in our heads that, that we're not going to be the team that we were, um, it's it's the better. And I think we're actually playing... I think this is a better season. We're doing better so far this season than we are last one hundred percent, and I don't think people quite get that in their head. We are doing better this season. If we get into the top eight this season, as a better achievement than to finishing top six last season, one hundred percent. And that the fact we've even got this far well. is a massive achievement. With what we've got, mate, it's it's yeah, yeah, it's it's a dream. It, we, I don't think we people quite appreciate it enough because of what we lost. Mm. And to answer your question on on what do these players need, they need to play in a team of experience because. <laughs> They can't just, we can't just put a bunch of young players in together and expect them all to play straight away. They need to be met balanced, and they don't have that balance. They got, you know, it's a bit harsh, really. So that's what it is.
0: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
1: Love it. Well, let's move on. I've got two more points before we speak about Roma. So the next point I want to just quickly bring up, and I think we're very good. I think we're guilty as a podcast that obviously, of course we are a Brighton podcast, but we don't really talk about the opposition as much, but I just wanted to give credit to Wolves because they are on a good run of form at the moment. And Gary O'Neill is doing a fantastic job um, of Wolves. And, you know, there was a few players the other night, Neto, Belgaard, Tommy Doyle, who won man of the match uh, all stood out for me. And I thought, you know, they look like a very good side. So my question on this is, and we'll start with you, Ben, uh, Gary O'Neill, um, Again, I don't want to go too much into it because we are a Brighton podcast at the end of the day. But just quickly, how impressed have you been with his, uh, yeah, the way he shaped? Because I, I think we've always had a good success against Wolves, usually. You know, we like to play Wolves, but they were tough to beat the other night. And, you know, if you look at it on the balance of it, we probably, we would definitely maybe deserve the draw. But Wolves came away with a win and they defended resolutely and, and, and came away with the, with the win. So, yeah, quickly a little bit on Gary O'Neill.
3: I mean, yeah, you would be weird to not like him, I think, unless I guess you're a West Brom fan. Um, yeah, he's, he's class. I think what he's done is incredible. I think the reason why Lopetegui left was because of the whole lot like, of money issues, wasn't it? I wasn't going to get back. So, I mean, Gary O'Neill wasn't really coming into a stable club at that point. Uh, don't get me wrong, he's got great players, um, better players than he did at Bournemouth. And he's already got them playing so, so well, which is, yeah, with, like, hats off to him. Um, he's not like the, the classic sexy manager, but... He's a solid, solid manager, and fair play that he's still in the prem because I think after Bournemouth, obviously, everyone said that was unfair because he's done an incredible job. Um, I yeah, I was surprised that when Wolves all of a sudden went for him, but yeah, he's doing a really, really good job there, and I'm happy for him because if he can get Wolves to Wembley, then that would be a very, very good achievement for him. So yeah, good, uh, good idea to have give us an opportunity to give him his flowers though, man.
1: Yeah, and Ryan, just quickly, um on Gary O'Neill and uh, I actually I was on a, I was on a chat earlier with uh, shout out to Dan 12 uh, man podcast I was on that I was having a chat and they, I got asked do Wolves finish above Brighton now because and the reason why that got brought up was because they're only six points off Man United which if they win tomorrow they're only three points behind with Man United playing against Man City on the weekend so my question is do you think Wolves are strong enough to finish above us and yeah if you want to give a little bit about Gary O'Neill you're more than welcome
2: well, if you're a Wolves fan, you'd like to hope so, wouldn't you? I mean, if you can't if you can't get above a team that's full of eighteen, nineteen year olds, you got to be wondering what's going wrong. Um, I mean, yeah, you'd think you'd think that they should, but um, I, I don't know. But you know, we're a good team. I, I think our 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 focus are in the Europa League, and uh, you know, until. If Roma knock us out next week, it's you know a different ball game. I think maybe it might change my opinion, but you'd you'd think that their aim would be to finish above us. Yes, they it should be. If they if they didn't think that, you'd think what's wrong with Wolves as opposed to what's what's you know. I I think they they might money. They've they've got, they've got some good players. Cunha's a good player. Couldn't care less about Gary Neal doing well. Um, so I'm just spamming a negative bangs table reaction on football manager here. Um, but I just, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, I I, I don't know. I, I feel like they should be above us because they've got a they've got a full team and they, they've got a good team. They've got a decent manager and we've got half a team and we're just scrapping what we got. So by that logic, yes, they should be above us. If they're not, it's, it, again, as I said before, best achievement ever would be getting into the top eight of the Premier League this season because with what we got. It really is. And then. Um, can't emphasise that enough.
1: And that's a very good segue on to my final point before we get on to Roma. Injuries. Injuries, injuries, injuries. So we have got quite a few now. Nine in total. And I I believe, if my uh, maths is correct and my research is correct, that's the fourth highest in the Premier League. I believe only Liverpool and. Third highest? Yeah, it might be third. But Liverpool got 14. And then we've got nine. So. Mm Look, it's it's not looking great on that front. Obviously, Matoma looking likely out for the rest of the season, which is a big blow to us, of course. And yeah, we, we're missing some some key players. Uh, but like Ryan mentioned earlier, four players coming back is great. But Jao uh, Pedro would be nice, wouldn't it, lads? Uh, ahead of a very um, busy period for us, because obviously we've got Europa League as well as the Premier League and no FA Cup anymore, which might be a blessing in disguise, maybe. But Ben, let's start with you. Uh, on injuries... Do you think it could derail our season or do you think with what we've got right now available to us, we're OK and we can get through the next couple of weeks to a month, maybe?
3: I think we can get through it, to be honest. It's just, yeah, when you got that Matoma news at the beginning of last week or was it the end of last week, really remember, Just thinking, oh, really? Just I was really looking forward to seeing Matoma play mm-hmm. against Roma. That would have been quite something like one of the, big, well, the biggest game in our club's history, almost. You want to have your best players and your star players at that game. Um, So for him to miss out on that is, yeah, that's pretty heartbreaking. But then on the flip side, great timing and CISO comes back and and you've already got someone to kind of fit in that role or at least replace him. So there are positives that you've got players coming back, but it's just frustrating then when you've got your star players also being out for the rest of the season, not just a few weeks, he's completely done. Um, It has been really, really frustrating this season because... Just just to think that how much better we'll be doing in the league um, if we didn't have these injuries. Like like, like Zerbi was saying, like what Ryan said about him dreaming in the summer. That was incredible hearing him say that because I always dream about like, the best team that we can play. And imagine if we could go to Rome with Jao, Pedro, Matoma in March and a full-strength team, that there'll be no doubt in my mind that we would beat them because we would be so, so good. And on our top form and on our, on our day, we are incredible. So to be able to be going to these big games without star players is very tough. And yeah, so frustrating this season.
1: Yeah. And, and Ryan, uh, finally from you on, on injuries. Um, yeah. Ben made a point of you know, players returning. Obviously that that is a, a great um, thing, obviously. Uh, with regards to replacing Matoma, who do you think should take that berth?
2: Well, it's but Ansu, um Julio I think um yeah, it's difficult isn't it obviously Adingra goes left as well is better there didn't look so great against wolves but tired been at AFCON, come back had a good game um so yeah I'd probably say I'd probably say Adingra, um on the left I'd probably put if and I don't think he'll start yet to be fair, I think it'd be Fukundo again. Uh, again, I think Fukundo's better in the middle. So then you you could balance that that way. So you could have like, in a, in a dream world when CISO is completely fit and can start a game, you'd obviously have CISO on the right, probably slash sort of coming up front a little bit. And then you'd have Edinger on the left coming sort of in, in the middle. And then you've got Fukundo sort of down the middle. My bigger problem, to be honest, is Gilmore um, being out. It, that's my problem. I can't, for me, I I struggle to think I, I, no disrespect to Modo, obviously he's only played two games since April twenty twenty two. Um it's harsh to say that, but doesn't quite fill that gap of Gilmore of Gilmore for me. Um not 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 to slight on him at all, not saying that. Um just quality differences, isn't it? We've we've improved as a club, we've signed better players. That's all it is. And I think I think Gilmore just is a good player. Um so for me he's a big miss in midfield and I don't quite know who goes there. As we say, Belaber's not quite ready. So that's, for me, a bigger miss at the moment um, because I, I trust the young boys to go to go and pr- put on a show. You know, you put, you trust CC so you trust Fakundo, you know, because you're just going to put your faith in him to do it. Um, and if we don't, we've got Benicio, we've got another, we've got the next crop. Um, that's what's good. We have got a good um, sort
1: of young crop of players, if that makes sense. Yeah. Hungry. A factory line uh, of players coming through. I like it. Uh, but boys, Jay, uh, yeah, just... But no Caicedos. No Caicedos, yes. That is a very depressing point there, Ryan. So thank you for that. Um, right, let's move on, shall it- yeah. we? Look mate. Copy Mainu, yeah. should We, just we sign? need someone
2: like that, a, a proper... But you know what I mean? You need that... That It's so hard to create that molder player. Mm. But to create that moulder player, if we ever did that, we're onto a winner. That's it, we're done. We're finished. We've we completed football at that point in terms of factory-creating footballers.
1: Yeah, that's the dream, isn't it? Um, let's move on, boys, to Roma. We haven't covered that. So, yeah, yes. just to summarise, obviously Wolves, disappointing, but uh, we move on, we go on, and it's the Europa League, we get Forget of of you.
3: we're going to Rome, mate. That's Exactly, insane. Stadio
1: Olimpico. That is actually mad to say, isn't it, uh, as Brighton fans. So we're going to Stadio Olimpico. But yeah, uh, let's talk about that. Let's react to the draw, Ben. Um, you have booked your tickets. You've got your... Your ticket, match ticket flight as well. Calm, flights are calm, flights calm everything's sorted. How on
2: God's green earth have you managed to get a flight out there, mate? That's what I want to know. A lot of money.
3: <laughs> I don't want to say, but it was a lot of money. I just bit the bullet. I'm going from Stansted. <laughs> going from Stansted. <laughs> That's what put out, me off. Yeah, 6 sadly. But it is. uh Yeah, I'm not going to say the figure, but it was a lot. You could go to Dubai and back, and then America, and then back into Australia for the price that I paid for a flight, but we it's I was, I was yeah it was more of a YOLO moment. I was chatting to Maz at times. I was like, should I do it? and It's just like YOLO. Fuck it. <laughs> if you know when <laughs> you when, when
2: we're catfishing in bottom When we're
3: when we're old and wrinkled and we'll look back on times. And I think to say that we've been and done. I would have had massive regrets probably if I didn't do it. Um, so just yeah, and it's incredible. Like, to get Roma is insane. I mean, it was Milan and Roma probably like the two. what's they call them? The ties, what were they? The what did Glenn Murray call it on the it Brighton podcast? The what? uh, when the it wasn't the What's sexy that? ties, what did how would you describe the Milan and Rome as the ties you could get? Um, oh, what did you say? Oh, as
1: in like, yeah, the most attractive proposition, dream, yeah,
3: yeah, kind of, yeah, I can't remember anyway, yeah, those two were like up there, so to get one of them was incredible. We haven't had it easy, have we? We've got we've got fucking Ajax, Athens, and Marseille in the groups. Didn't get any farmers at all to play. And now we've got Roma. So like they're giving us all the big teams. And it's nice. And De Rossi's comments before about not wanting to face Brighton or Leverkusen. They were the two teams that he didn't want to get left out of Liverpool, which is quite funny. Um, but now it's De Zerbi versus De Rossi. De Zerbi's going back in Italy. Um, I'm sure he's absolutely buzzing with that as well. So the story's there, uh, ready to be written. And if we can have a memorable trip, Boy Slim as well. I just hope, yeah, I hope we get a win or good result, and then that watch them in the evening.
1: On that, on that, Ryan uh, Ben just brought it up: De Zerbi versus Terossi. Uh How much more motivated do you think the Zerbi is going to be going back to Italy to face an Italian side? And obviously, uh, who does he support? Is a Napoli fan, isn't he, or is he? I want to say he's a Napoli fan. Anyway, he's, oh, that's it, pressure. Yeah. So I, I don't know if they've got any beef with Roma, but hopefully they do, so it gives them an extra incentive. But yeah. On that, how do you think he's going to deal with going back to Italy? And do you think it's going to be a happy return for him?
2: He's unbeaten against Roma, from Ryan Sane, Um, I think. So, you know, so it's another it's another one where we. You're on mute, Ben. Ben, you're on mute. <laughs> Sorry. I thought he
3: had a horrendous record against him. It's like he's only won once in, in seven games oh, and lost like four
2: or something like that. I'm pretty sure that's what I said. Oh, I read that he was unbeaten in three, but I. Is a manager? I don't know. I don't know. I have probably read that off some dodgy Twitter feed. To be fair, um, I haven't researched it myself because I couldn't be bothered. Um, but yeah, I think I think he's you know he's going to help that he knows the league, he knows the teams. But man, it's Europa League. Uh, it's a tough competition, as we know. I, I'm a bit I'm a bit worried going out there. From being honest, um, I'm still searching for a flight. Um, as far as I'm concerned, I should be there, but. As, I don't know. It depends on the flights because I'm not spending my life's wages on that because I just can't I can't can't do, justify it. But until that happens, um, maybe I'll get a YOLO moment like Ben and I maybe, I'll, maybe I'll go see the fire that is the Zerbi against De Rossi because uh, the good thing for us Albion fans is that the returning fixture is at home and uh, that's something that we should be excited about because that will be a special, special yeah. night. How, how, um, as long just... as we don't go out there and get whacked 3-0.
1: I was just about to say, Ryan. How important is it for us to go to the Stadio Olimpico and give ourselves a, a fighting chance in the second leg?
2: Yeah, just go there. Draw nil-nil, one-nil win if we can nick it. I, I, I mate, anti-football. I'd, I'd happily go out there and be Sean Dyche, part park the bus. Like if it's if it's nece- necessary, just just get by that ninety minutes and get a goal if we can. Um, I know that that won't be bright, and we'll go there to win. We'll go there to fight, and that's it. But I'd like us to. To just come back with something and not concede too many goals or look a bit shaky but it's a it's a tall order mate there it'll be a very 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 tough night probably the toughest night Brighton have ever had to face yeah. in mm-hmm. terms of competitiveness yeah to, just read, in their history
3: I, so just reading um De Rossi versus Zerbi you said Maz, there's a quote here from mm-hmm. Zerbi going um, De Rossi is a big friend our daughters are very big friends and I have big respect for him I knew before he started to work at Roma he could be a good coach because as a player he had great personality yeah So obviously close. If their daughters are both very good friends, it's even more of an interesting tie now.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, that, that could you know that that could play into our hands, or it could be a bad thing. You know, obviously them being friends. Um, Yeah, I'm sure they have mutual respect. Uh, we might not see that fire and that passion that he usually shows against other managers. Maybe he might be a bit more respectful uh, from from that perspective. But I'm sure he still have the same tactics and, like Ryan said, the same will to win uh going to Rome. But uh, no, I know I agree. Look
3: the glamour oh, tie. Oh, you finally got that it.
1: Well it. done, mate. Um, right. Yeah. Well, a final thing for me on, on this. Yeah. On the Roma tie. Yeah. Uh, an incredible, incredible one. Um, I, I am the same with you as you, run. I'll happily even take a one-nil loss. Um, I just don't want us to be too open and too expansive where. It could bite us, we shoot ourselves in the foot and we go and concede three or, you know, potentially four and, and then we're just completely out of the tie and the second leg is completely irrelevant. You don't want that. You want to come back to Brighton and, you know, the home fans actually have a reason to be optimistic and unless we do a bloody Liverpool and Barcelona comeback, then... Of course, you never know, but you don't want to put yourself in that position where you're 3-0 down, 4-0 down in the first leg and you have to go back to the Amex and try and score a bucket load of goals against a, a very, you know, notoriously tough defenses to break down the Italians. So you don't they've want to got, be doing that. Oh my God, they've
3: got some good players, haven't they? And they've got some yeah, players Dibala, that you wouldn't want to Luke be facing lukaku they got that um iranian messy guy as moon as um oh, he's, not, he's not
1: that good like don't worry lads he's not that like good okay
3: um <laughs> el shuari who i've always loved but this is the one player who is probably up there with Mope with shithousery and just being one of them players you love to have in your team but hate playing against probably leandro paredes they got him um hasin he's a bit of a te- technically gifted midfielder was always linked with arsenal lorenzo pellegrino i'm pretty sure he's their captain he's unbelievable in midfield so yeah, they've got some sick players. I'm quite nervous now looking at their team.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a very interesting tie, and um, yeah, all eighty-three Finger... plus
2: on FIFA, so Ben's now.
3: Nervous. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they got a good rate on FIFA, so, so Ben's on it. Right, boys. Um, yeah, always a pleasure, never a chore. Thank you so much for joining me and allowing Wait, let's quickly me do to host. Uh oh, Do you want to do it in this episode?
3: Yeah cuz otherwise okay. the, game,
1: yeah, the game's man, okay. Games tomorrow. Okay, yeah. cool. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Right, all right. So, change of plans. We are doing a Fulham preview. Woo-hoo. Um so, let's start I'm a different with different <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Let me just quickly go change my clothes quickly. a uh, like kind of different um, no, Ryan, let's start with you. Uh, Fulham going to come into this off the back of a great win against Man United at Old Trafford, 2-1 win. Alex Iwobi scoring a last minute winner. So they're going to come into this full of confidence. Uh, does that worry you? That coming off a back of a good result?
2: Yeah. 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 Yeah, it does. Uh they're mate, they're they're inconsistent FC, don't get me wrong. But then as is pretty much everyone outside of that top three. Yeah. So uh, wait. Including us. So <laughs> yeah. it's inconsistent FC against inconsistent FC. So literally you couldn't call it at that point. That is a puzzle made for the smartest person on earth, and I still don't think they'll be able to do it. Um I was even talking to a Fulham fan today and yeah, she, could have, she didn't have a clue either. She was like, I don't know. Um, and I don't know either. They're inconsistent. They're tough to beat. We have a horrible, stinking record against them in the Premier League. We've never beaten them. Um, and they always seem to do us. I think that Palinja's back as well, which isn't great. Uh, and we obviously don't have Gilmore. So there's just so many reasons where I'm a little bit negative. Um, but at the same time, we've got some reasons to be positive. As I said, we've got, um, what, four players back, big players back. So... Um, I think it's just going to be one of them where we'll find out on the day because I. it depends which Brighton, which Fulham turns up because both teams on their day are pretty good teams, to be fair. Mm.
1: And Ben, with regards to, to Fulham's team... Who are you most worried about? Obviously, you got your. You've mentioned a few there. Palini, obviously, very good in midfield. Uh, Alex Wobie looking good. He's been in good form. A fair play to him. He's uh, even at the Afghan. He looked really sharp. Um, he's looked good since he's come back as well. Um, they've got a few, you know, dangerous players that can cause. And Jimenez as well started to score some some goals. Who obviously went through a, a bad time with his injury. Yeah. Who, who are you most worried about tomorrow?
3: You missed out one, and it's someone that when he got subbed on, can't actually looked at the bench and went.
1: Fucking oh, Adama, Adama Troy.
3: <laughs> he is rapid. He's so I, strong. I,
1: I, I don't think he's good at all. I do you I think he's just... I mean, if, he's just a pace look what manager,
3: Just look what Bellegarde done against us. Just this cut.
2: Dan Byrne 2021 Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. In, Exactly.
3: You get flashbacks, but no, he he can cause problems. What's all he needs is pace and strength, and then he can pass the ball to someone like a Iwobi, who then buries it in the yeah, last minute. He's so.
1: passing is atrocious, so... Well, he got an assist in the last he, game,
3: but my Goodness point is, me. if we saw what Benegal <laughs> so did against scared us, right now. yeah, I mean, our defense can be can be so all over the place sometimes, and just one player can cause that, and he would be the player to do that. To be fair, um, but yeah, they've got they do have some pretty technically gifted players. Um, they're very different from the side to what they used to be. But yeah, I'm also haunted not only by flashbacks of Dan Burn, luckily we don't have him, but also just like Ryan said, every time we play them, we seem to somehow not win the game or just not turn up whatsoever. I feel like when we, what was it, under Potter at Craven Cottage a couple of years ago, just didn't turn up when we were probably playing our best football under him. Um, and then, yeah, somehow they get <sighs> nick results against rubbish. us. Yeah, what's well, horrendous? They somehow nick results against us at the Amex. Um, seems to be draws or you, elbowing someone, not getting sent off, and then scoring as well. Um, just shit like that. I just really hope we can get over this hoodoo that we seem to have with them.
1: And, um, yeah with regards uh to the game then how do you see it and, and ryan if, if you want to kick us off how do you see it panning out how do you see this game going is it going to be a tactical battle is it going to be a physical battle is it going to be a ball game is it going to be an exciting game what are your thoughts it's gonna be bright
2: Fulham, Um <laughs> and i'll let that one sell itself as it is because it's, it's, it's,
1: it's a pretty it's pants then be,
2: It's going to be Brighton do well. It's going to be Brighton do well for a bit. Fulham do well for a bit. It'll start raining. Fulham score. And then it'll stop raining. Brighton do a bit better. We'll have a few chances. We'll think we're all right. And it'll start raining again. Fulham will score. (laughs) do you get what i'm trying to get at here it's going to be like that and that's always the same as far as my memory goes back since the craven cottage lewis dunk moment when solid not Solly, march anti-knockhart was through and it was saved by button on the rebound from johnny Cantor. that's the last good memory i have against fulham because i can recite it like that but when i look at pretty much every game since i don't have a good memory and and I don't mean good memory. I mean, I literally don't have a happy moment in any of them times. So I would be very surprised if that changes tomorrow. Am I going? Yes, of course I am. Do I say I'd ever go there again? I said, I'd absolutely not, <laughs> but it's what you do in it. And I'll see you on Putney bridge, disappointed as always trying to get there <laughs> as quick as I physically can.
1: We'll Walking through <laughs> that
3: forest after a three nil defeat. Can't wait. Yeah.
2: Unbelievable
1: scenes. Well, um, all right. And then on that note, then on that depressing note, Ben, uh, Score sorry, predict- I'm sorry, I'm score, sorry. Score predictions.
3: Mm, yeah, I can't imagine it being a thriller. I can't remember the last bright thriller, to be honest.
1: The thriller in Manila.
3: Well, I guess when we spanked Jeff. Slash Craven favorite, Cottage. Yeah. Um, what's the score would it Be 1-0? Maybe? Yeah. I don't know. Unless we all suddenly have a massive change of heart and suddenly don't look like the team that played against Wolves, then we'll be all right, but... If we play what like we did against Wolves, on, then it's going to be... Com- yeah, it's gonna be
1: tough. On that though, Ben, I, I don't think we played that badly against Wolves. It's just... We weren't... In front of goal, <sighs> we were horrendous. Like, we just yeah, didn't, did agreed. not want
3: to take a shot. It looked like if you took a shot, a member of your family would be... Actually, I'm not going to say that, but you're going to catch my drift. No one wanted to shoot. No one was shooting. <sighs> right. It just seemed like yeah. there was an issue there. And if, if we <laughs> You can't win a football match if you don't shoot. Just fucking no, shoot. No,
1: I, I, I do get that, but I, I, I think... I think it's harsh to say we were shite against Wolves. I think we weren't I don't think great. I said
3: shite, I just said we weren't great.
1: Okay, fair enough. Right, and then Ryan, score prediction.
2: I spoke to Al, you know, Albin Animated, Gaz. I asked him to I said, what do you reckon the scores could be, mate? He said, 4-0 Brighton. I said... <laughs> I said, what do you drink, mate? If that happens, I'll give you whatever you want. And he said he drinks Guinness. So it to looks be, like I could be over there soon. To be, be fair, Ryan.
1: To be fair, my mate, and shout G, he actually predicted four one palace before the game. So and I couldn't believe him at all. And he had a winning <laughs> loads enough. of money. So fair, fair play enough. to him. Oh four where four one,
2: yeah. Well I could be a, a bit Guinness down on him by tomorrow, but if it happens, fair enough. But I I still I still would be surprised. I think maybe a the one all does look good, Ben, if you're a betting man. Um, I'll I'll back the boys. I always do. I always say we're going to win because what's the point in saying we're going to lose? No point going, is there otherwise? But I'll say, I'll say we're going to win 2-1. It's a boring scoreline, I know. Um, in fact, no, I'll say 2-0. I'll say 2-0 because luck's got to change at some point, is it? Like, I think, as long as the burugan plays, sorry, not to disrespect Steele, but as long as the burugan plays, I'd like to fancy a chance. We are a good team, let's face it. So,
0: yeah.
1: 2-0. And... Um... I'm going to go with 1-0 Brighton just to be positive but uh, deep down I'm not uh, positive because it'll be our first ever win as Ryan said in the Premier League against Fulham which will be huge. And then final question boys really 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 quickly um in regards to the starting lineup we touched on it in the in the pod earlier but in the starting lineup to replace Gilmore and to replace Matoma Ben who do you want to see start the game?
3: I would actually like to see Belaber start um, over Moda. Um, I think I have more faith in Belaber being a game changer than Jakob Moda. Um, I'm still living off Belaber's performance against Liverpool; that was incredible. So there is a player in him, and he can do it. Um, hopefully, he can do it against Fulham. So yeah, Belaber for Gilmore would be my option. Just a bit more physicality. Like six in him months, months ago, man, that was a long time ago.
1: <laughs> and and Matoma Ben, and who? Uh, who are you playing instead of Matoma? Oh um, yeah,
2: fair, fair reaction. To be fair, who? Yeah, <laughs> three months. So it's very bad. Um,
3: yeah, maybe a ding or yeah, fatty, and then a dingo or maybe on the right with Welbeck up front and CISO behind, because okay. CISO could be that game changer.
1: Okay, Ryan.
2: Yeah, I sort of went over it, didn't I? But I'd probably say um, I'd say I'd stick with probably Moda just because, like, there's a bit more experience there, um, and I'm not trying to sound boring, but sometimes you do need a bit of experience in midfield, especially going away um, against a good team. And then I would say Adingra left, Fatty right, Ferguson up front, not 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 against Welbeck, but Welbeck's better off the bench. He always scores off the bench. That's why I'm saying it. Ferguson not the, off the bench. Meanwhile, not so good. And then Facundo central, Bash.
1: I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, I agree with you actually on Ferguson. I do agree. I think he's ineffective off the bench. Um, but I'll be honest. I don't. It's pretty ineffective off the bench. Yeah, exactly. I, and but to be honest with you, he's pretty ineffective starting. So um, <laughs> he's not having a great time of it. Let's time to end it. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. But anyway, right, um, boys. Uh, thank you so much, uh, everyone listening. Out there, thank you so much for your support. Really appreciate you guys tuning in as per usual. Uh, make sure you hit that like button, subscribe, all that good stuff. And of course, Apple and Spotify, make sure you leave us a comment, leave us a review. And we really do appreciate your support. And we shall see you after the Fulham game. And then we shall be looking forward to Roma.
3: Holy shit, yeah,
1: peace.